Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Sometimes you just need a short and simple one. I love that. I do too. What's going on, Charity? You know, just living the dream. Living the dream? What dream are you living? I mean, I'm living the crime creep dream. Isn't that the best dream you could live? I feel like I'm living a nightmare half the time. No. We have our crime creeps that keep us thoroughly amused daily, on the daily Yes, they actually do. I love the Case Watch Crime yeah. Creep group. I mean, I'm so... I almost love it as much as this. Meow. I knew that was coming. Yeah. So I'm so, you know, involved in the Crime Creep page that when I was on vacation and then I came back, I got some comments from people wondering where I was. I think they thought something <laughs> bad happened to me. Thought you were going to be on the next Case Watch case with, oh, about you. Oh, no. No, I hope not. Do you know what? I haven't... Felt like we've done lately. What? Lawyers say, what? I love these, you guys. These make me happy. Oh, my God. I love these. All right, guys. So if you don't know, this is when an attorney asks a witness in open court something very stupid. Really stupid. Like, so stupid. And then they get a good answer back. I love these. And these are actually, I mean, this this is public, made known to the public, so... So I have some short and sweet ones here that get right to the point, and I love them because these are some of them have responses, some of them don't, but these are actual court records pulled nationwide. I can't wait. Was that the same nose you broke as a child? <laughs> that is something an attorney actually asked somebody. <laughs> this one right here. Question. What happened then? Answer. He told me, he says, I have to kill you because you can identify me. Lawyer's question. Did he actually kill you? (laughs) No. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my God. Lawyer asked somebody this question right here. Was it you or your brother that was killed in the war? Are you joking? No. Oh, my God. This one right here. This one takes the cake for stupidity. He asked this of a witness. Your youngest son, the 20-year-old, how old is he right now? (laughs) This question right here, Charity. Were you alone or by yourself? (laughs) That one's awesome. I can't even believe it. Oh, my God. (laughs) That one was good. All right. This one, I, I know they say they take the cake, but they this one, this one just shows how smart some of these lawyers are. I will show you exhibit three and ask you if you recognize that picture. 
Answer. That's me. Question. Were you present when that picture was taken? <laughs> Let Charity's laugh just sink in that one for a minute. <laughs> These. I'm awfully giggly today, and I'm not sure why. I'm like extra giggly today. Question. Now, Miss Johnson, how was your first marriage terminated? Mrs. Johnson. By death. Lawyer. And by whose death was it terminated? I mean, really? God. <laughs> Do you know how far pregnant you are right now? Answer. I'll be three months on November 8th. Question. Apparently then the date of conception was August 8th. Answer. Yes. Question. What were you doing at that time? <laughs> oh, my God. Did they answer? She just shook her head. <laughs> Question. Miss Jones, do you believe that you are emotionally stable? Answer. I used to be. Question. How many times have you committed suicide? <laughs> wow. Wow. If she's committed, committed suicide more than once, then she's really uh... a... <laughs> Oh, my God. Almost got a snort there. Oh, you should have. Question. You said that the stairs went down to the basement. Answer. Yes. Question. In these stairs, do they also go up? O-M-G. This is a good, smart A response right here. Question. Have you lived in this town all of your life? Answer. Not yet. I guess <laughs> their life's not over yet. Wow. Look, and there's so many of them. Yeah. Oh, these, I have hundreds of these. Question Do you recall approximately the time that you examined the body of Mr. Eddington at the Rose Chapel? Answer It was evening. The autopsy started at 8 20 p.m. Question And Mr. Eddington was dead at the time. Is that correct? <laughs> Really? I would I don't think I'd want an autopsy performed on me if I wasn't dead. Just saying that out guys, just putting that into the universe. All right, well, see, other people are confused here cuz this attorney asked, "Doctor, how many autopsies have you performed on dead te- dead people?" <laughs> Answer: All of them. The live ones put up too much of a fight. Okay, that was that was a very good response. I love this. And last but not least, attorney Doctor, before you performed the autopsy, did you check for a pulse? Witness, no. Did you check for a blood pressure? Witness, no. Did you check for breathing? Witness, no. So then is it possible that the patient was alive and you began the autopsy? Witness, no. How can you be so sure, doctor? Witness, well, because his brain was sitting on my desk in a jar. Oh, yeah, Charity, just think somebody in that, you know, courtroom was sitting there saying, he's making good points over there. There probably was. Absolutely was. You know there was. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to be awful upset you just when don't he goes know. to jail. You be just like, don't know. Yeah. What can you say? How, I mean, you could have done an autopsy. This professional man with credentials and probably doctorates and all kinds of things could have done an autopsy on an alive person. That would have been a travesty. It would have been. See? That would have been ouchie. Good questions. I don't even know where they start first. I don't know either. I have to find out. 
If any of you know, I I know somebody who knows because my my friend is an autopsy technician. So and she keeps saying she wants to come on the show. Well, uh, that would be amazing. She's a true crime fan. She could tell us exactly what goes down. Every time I ask autopsy questions, she gets this little shit-eating grin on her face. She's like, <laughs> she loves it. She loves every bit of it, and she does for this area in Massachusetts and a couple other areas. Does she really? Maybe we'll get her on. Oh my god, that would be that awesome! Would be Even if she just does a little segment with us, and she can, we can just pick her brain a little bit. Autopsy how, how did you like what? Pick her brain? <laughs> did you like what I just I did? Got there, guys? I, I just got <laughs> what you're putting down there, Charity. I'm you get a funny one so once in a while. Funny. All right, Charity. So you told me you have a hum dinger of a case for us today, guys. This is all. This is this is this could be a major trigger for. Many different things. I don't want to say what just yet. All she told me was sit down, shut up, buckle in, and you're not going to love this. I said any, yeah. No, he's not. Guys, I can't wait till I get to the major part that he's not going to like because I'm dying to see his face. I, I should probably snap a picture of it. No, you shouldn't because I, I, I have a lot of going on here. Yeah, he does. He does. His beard's kind of grown in. I need you to. I'm gonna need a. Yeah, I was just gonna say you need a. You need a haircut. The top's getting too long there. Yeah, I know. I offered it last time I was here. So maybe I'll put. Maybe if we have enough time after this episode, I'll I'll take you up on it. Okay. All right. Let's roll this beautiful bean footage and let's see what's gonna make me (laughs) nauseous because when you say that, it's gonna be something. It's. I I can pick like three different things it could be. So now I'm excited to see. It's going to make all of you nauseous. I think, guys. And I apologize. Nauseating case. She said. And this one's one that's been out there. So some of you might have heard of him. His name is Armin Mawas. I have not, but that doesn't say anything, as everybody knows that my crime card's been taken away because I'm not very good with crime people names. Names, but you might once we get to the. Juicy I'm excited pots. to see. All so, right, let's see. So Armin w- Mywas was, I, th- I hope I said it right. We looked it up. <laughs> so here's the problem. But I'm just going to call him Armin. The name, she looked up the name, and then we did it from three different places, yeah. and all three people said the name completely different. I think it's Mywas. My, That's anyway. what it looks like. But we're just going to call him Armin anyways. So he was born in Essen, West Germany, on December 1st, 1961. He was his mother, Walter... Waltrude Mywis, only child, but he had two older half-brothers from a previous relationship his father was in. So he was his mummy's one and only. Oh, Yeah. When Armin was just eight years old, all the men in his life left. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Love this name. His brother Wolfgang. Oh, that's a strong name. I love that. I used to have a goldfish named Wolfgang. I want to be Wolfgang. We can call you Wolfgang. Please don't. Became a priest in Berlin his other half-brother, Ingelbert, another awesome name. That, that kind of sounds like Dingleberry, though. It does. <laughs> oh, guys, they can use that word when they give us our five stars. Dingleberry. Dingleberry. I, I asked them to do that a long time ago, any of you long-time listeners. And you roll back. There's oh, quite a few in there. Oh, my God. I still, to this day, will go and just scroll. because sounds I weird when dingleberries. you say there's a lot of five-star Dingleberries on that page. I love it. Love all you Dingleberries out there. Oh, I should tell Charity something live on the air that she doesn't know, and you guys might be the first to... What? Is she going to get this response? Did I want a one million thousand, hundred thousand million quadruple dollars? Uh, so no. But you did say I have mail here. You got to give me my mail. Yeah, for my you, I don't know where I, I put it. I may have thrown it in the thrown it away. I don't know. You better not have. No, 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 no. I don't think I've checked the mail in a couple of days. So. All right. All right. I'm sorry so about the sniffling, guys. Halloween is coming up soon. It is. It'll be here before you know it. It will. So we are in the running right now 
See, Charity doesn't know this. What is he I know say? this because I handle the business side. <gasps> we are in the running right now to be one of the 30 podcasts to be on the front page of Amazon Music no! for the Halloween season. We They reached out to us. They're monitoring the, the show for the next couple of weeks, and we are in the running to be one of the 30 ones that are featured on Amazon for the month of Is there anything October. we can do to make it happen? Just keep saying the good stuff for us, guys. Guys. So we're in the running. We're, guys, we're down to the last We got to make this happen. Uh, creeps can definitely do it. So it would be pretty cool the show would get exposed to a whole bunch of new people. All right. So just a- anyone who has an Apple phone or any Apple device, Does people out there not friend, realize that you can actually listen to podcasts on Amazon Music and it's actually fairly good? Yeah. Amazon Music too. Yeah. Yep. So go out there and listen to it on Amazon Music as well and leave reviews. Oh, because that's what we need. Us. Yes. So, All right. So just leave us reviews anywhere you can. <laughs> I was pretty uh, fired up when I got that email. Mark, why didn't you tell me? I'm so because excited about that. Because I want to tell that. you in person and then I forgot because we're recording, which and it's, all right, we're recording, it's 12, 14 p.m. on a Monday. In my eyes, this is early. Yeah, because he works late. <laughs> work nights. Yeah. So Wow, this is so exciting. I know. I'm it's so pretty excited. Cool. So we'll see what happens. All right. All right. Let me get my excitement down a little bit because now we got to talk a little bit about Armin's life. Yes. Yeah, so you got to so we talked about yeah. before we bring it so down. So we talked about how all the men left yep. when he was just eight. The one brother beca- what, became a priest. His other half brother, Ingelbart, as we stated, left to start a life of his own. And Armin's father left his mother and was never heard from again. Douche nipple. Well- Oh, a douche nipple. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, Waltrude had a very strong personality. Oh. It was her way or the highway, Mark. Yeah. She was said to be very controlling, so much so that her stepsons wanted out in Armin's father as well. Hmm. Yeah. They just couldn't deal with her personality, I guess. Sounds fun. Yeah. It kind of sounds like she's a little bit of a biatch. <gasps> you don't say. Uh, it sounded that way. Now, I did not know her personally, so this is allegedly. I don't want anyone to think I'm talking badly of someone who is not with us anymore. You're doing the quote-unquote allegedly. I am. So I get it, but leaving your wife is one thing, right, for the father. Yeah, but leaving your But don't abandon your little cool. eight-year-old son. He needed him. Clearly, he needed him. Oh, this is killing me because I know this is Waltrude. Waltrude was 40 when she had Armin. She tried marriage three times, and the outcome was always the same. Hey, I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> was it because you were a biatch? No, 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 because oh. they were. <laughs> oh, well, you found the good one now. Yes. The men would leave because they couldn't stand to live with her anymore. Armin was left to be raised by his very controlling mother. Just the two of them living in a huge manor. That's right, a manor. So it was a ginormous, in all caps, guys, Ginormous. It makes it sound bigger when you say all caps. All to me, anyways, it does. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah, that's what I said. See, that's yeah. what I said. When he was a little boy, attending- I need you to describe other aspects of my life to people. Because <laughs> when you do all caps, it's all ginormous. Caps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what she said. <laughs> there we go. I know, I know. All right, sorry. Sorry. We're, t- we're 12. We've, yeah. we've explained this. Yeah. When he was a little boy attending school in the early 1970s, his mother forced him to wear letter hose and shorts. 
while all his friends were wearing jeans. This must have caused him to be made fun of. He was known in the community as a mama's boy. So he, she made him dress in like the old fashioned clothing yep. when everybody, it was the 70s. People weren't really dressing old fashioned like, anymore. We're bell bottoms now. Right. Haven't you heard of them Beatles? Right. So living with his mother in a huge manner, Armin was alone with his thoughts a lot. He started reading about Fritz Herman, a serial killer called the Vampire of Hanover. He was fascinated with the killings and the fact that Fritz enjoyed drinking his victim's blood. He was very intrigued with the German fairy tale Hansel and Gretel. Quick overview. Sister and brother get lost in the woods and a witch takes them into her house made of gingerbread. Mm. Mm -hmm. Gingerbread cake with Love the intention of fattening the children up so she could eat them. No fattening needed for me. I'm already Remember there. that? I like, do. I was told that, read that as a child. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff I, that we were oh exposed my to God. Was weird. So the witch in the story is a cannibal. <laughs> At one point, Amin bought himself a Barbie doll. He found great joy in dismembering the little lady and kept all her parts locked in a safe so his mother wouldn't find them. Huh. That's my, odd. My brother popped the heads off all of my bobbies and he... I used to cut the hair off the, my sister's Yeah, ones. and he didn't turn out to be a killer, but whatever. That you know of. <laughs> That's the true point. I, I don't believe he is, guys. <laughs> In some places I read, he had an imaginary friend named Frank. Do you think we could possibly have a serial killer in our audience that's just listening to us going, these guys get it all wrong? Probably. You never know it's who possible. listens to us. Who knows? He would talk to Frank, the imaginary friend, about all the thoughts he was having, knowing he wouldn't judge him, you know, because Frank was imaginary. Frank and beans, oh, just, Frank why and beans. Do I, do that? I just punched the microphone again. Every time I hear Frank's, yeah. I think of back when it was, um, oh, there's something about Mary when he, he zipped his oh, junk up. In how it. to get the Franks. Franks are above the beans. How to get Franks the beans above, above the, the Frank. Yeah. And then you had the, the brother, the special needs brother in the background going, he was masturbating. He was I screaming. love that movie. It's such a good such movie. A, I was just talking about something about Mary the other day. That's weird. I had a really funny incident happen at work. No, I, I, you have to tell me out there. So, guys, oh, I can tell them right here. Go ahead for it then. So, I had a customer and lovely, lovely lady, a little odd, a lot odd. A lot. So, I did her hair, did a beautiful blonde color, cut it into a little bob, blow dried it nice and smooth, parted it off the side. She asked if she could borrow some hairspray. Yeah. She went to the bathroom. She came out, and the front of her hair looked like something about Mary. Like wow. at least five inches tall. She 80s that S up. I, I was like, and I was just like, oh, look at you. I was a little confused. It went down. So anyways, that sparked the convo about something about Mary because yeah. that's what it looked like. So anyways. At least she gave her hairspray and not what they did in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was definitely hairspray. She didn't use any natural products. Excellent. Anyways. Sorry about that. So our friend Armin would sometimes imagine eating his friend's. If he ate them, Mark, they would always be together. That's sad. That's weird. It's weird, but it's sad. Yeah, right? that's weird, sad. He kept all of his murder, dismemberment, and cannibal feelings to himself. Probably a smart idea. His mother knew nothing. His mother also didn't know that as he grew to be a teenager, he had many doubts about his sexuality. She would encourage him to go on dates, but tag along sitting in the back seat, making sure she was in control of the situation. I... Cannot even imagine that. 
Like, oh, hey, hey, I can drive and stuff and I can pick you up and I have my own car. But mom's in the back. Is that OK? Mama's coming. Mama's coming. Can you, like, just, can you just picture her like, no. like leaning forward? You got I uh, guys, I brought some snacks. Why aren't you making out yet? Yeah. Like, That's not how on. you do it right. Let me show you. Ew. Ew. What's Armin. That, what's that movie with um Jennifer Anderson and hmm. the Millers? You were the Millers. We're the Millers. With the fake family, and she's trying to Let teach the kid how to kiss. How to yeah. do it. Oh, that that's a scene that's been replayed yeah. a lot. I don't know. He must have been so embarrassed, though. Like I don't know. I think it's hilarious. As a young man, Armin was engaged to a woman named Petra Zinhauser. I like that name. I do, too. The engagement only lasted nine months. You see, Petra was also a very strong-willed woman. They say sometimes men are drawn to women that remind them of their mother. He was quoted as saying later. Not me. (laughs) When they met, it was like, quote-unquote, going from a shower to a storm. It was also probably a good excuse to get out of the relationship. So these two biatches, butted heads. Yeah. Yeah. Mama, mama didn't like fiance. Fiance didn't like mama. Have you seen this show called Smothered? Yes. Oh, I have. They have to be doing it up for the show, though. A little bit. They have I, to you, be. Some of it's like really much. Oh, yeah. Some of it's gross. But I, I do. I have gotten gone down the rabbit hole and just watched episode after episode after because they put it in like a marathon. So you just it just goes right from the next to the next. I watch horrible stuff on TV. Yeah. I really do. You know what's a really good one? What's that? Alone. I don't think I've seen that. So Alone is on Netflix. And I didn't even know it existed. My friend Karen told me about it. And it is like Naked and Afraid, except they're actually alone. Ooh, I like it's this. It's 10 people. They're actual survivalists. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen this. It's so good. I just watched the last season. Oh, my God. It is I so good. I have seen a couple episodes. That's just actually a good one. Just these people, like, uh, to see what they go through in their, uh, I think it was like up 60 days. Oh, was, I like the weird stuff. I mean, no. I mean, the, uh, some of that's, I don't know. I, I highly recommend, guys. I'll have to check it out. Highly. So Armin continued living in the manor with his mother. From the outside in, it looked like he was helping to take care of his loving mother. Hmm. The two of them against the world. This sounds very Norman Bates and his mother to me. <laughs> right? Doesn't it? I like it? that movie. The reality was, along with the control his mother had on him, she had also was known to blow up on him and call him horrible names. It appears she felt that she had been scorned by all the other men in her life, and all that anger was put towards poor Armin. One of his neighbors asked him if he would ever get married. His reply was, someday, once my mother is dead. Ugh. Yeah, not lovely. That's quite the interesting reply. <laughs> like, well, I'm just I mean, waiting for her to, to kick the bucket. He probably also knows, like, there ain't going to be no love with moms around. That's true. Armin worked with the army for a while, still, of course, living with his mother. He then decided to become a computer tech. He was already good at computers because the internet was pretty much the only socializing he was able to do. I love the internet. His mother's domineering ways kept him from being able to make any friends. We're just going to leave. Do we want to ask, guys? Why do you love the internet, Mark? Because I can do anything I want and not have to leave my house. Okay, that's a good answer. 
Yeah. It could have gone sideways. I watch like videos on YouTube of things that I'm going to do, and then I never do them. <laughs> I was like, I had half the experience right there. That's awesome. I don't need to do anymore. It's like a uh, total it. recall yeah. back in the day. It's, I'm good. That's all right. I watched a video of the Grand Canyon. I don't need to go there now. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey. Oh, that's funny. Armin realized that he was likely bisexual at this time in his life. Also in this time in his life... His mother was fighting cancer. Armin, of course, was by her, by her bedside taking care of her the best he knew how. But on September 2nd, 1999, she lost her battle and died at the age of 77. Don't want anybody to have to deal with that nope. horrible disease. Nope. Armin was 37 years old at the time of his mother's death. Let's take a moment and think about this. For 37 years, it was just Armin and his mother he was now in this huge home all by himself with all of his thoughts. That's, uh, yeah. Thoughts about his sexuality, thoughts about killing and dismembering, and thoughts about obsessive thoughts about wanting to eat another human being. Yeah, I just don't get that. And he only has, I hope he still has his imaginary friend to talk to at least. Now, <laughs> what Frank? was a friend's name? Frank. Frank. That's what it was. Frank. That's right. Now that his mother wasn't around to be disappointed, he could now be free to admit he was a homosexual. So he kind of was thinking he was bisexual just because he probably thought, well, if I do find a woman, it'll appease my mother type yep. of thing. But now he's realized, nope, I do not. I am definitely homosexual. I definitely like men. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. All his thoughts started to link together. He wanted all the things, Mark. He wanted sex with men, accompanied by murder, dismemberment, and cannibalism. Hmm. All of the wonderful things, right? Yeah, that's a lot going on there. All these things together would fulfill his ultimate sexual high. As I said earlier, Armin was always into computers. He worked as a computer tech, and he was good at what he did. When he was younger, he had dreamed of having his own computer school in the manor. Hmm. Yeah, that never happened because he couldn't come up with the money to fund it. He continued to enjoy cruising the web, the World Wide Web, Mark. The WWW? The WWW. AOL? You've got mail. Yeah, well, he went into all the different fetish sites and began diving deep into the darkest parts of the web. Parts that Charity would have no idea how to even get into. Bullcrap. I wouldn't. You, your so, search history probably rivals his. Actually, it probably does. I, I've probably been in them by accident. Yes. <laughs> and I'm probably like, huh, there's really no like information here. This is weird. This is a weird site. Yeah, why is this person messaging me? Just kidding. That's never happened to me, guys. A year after his mother's passing, Armin decided it was time to try and take the next step into acquiring a willing participant to enjoy his sick fantasies with him. <laughs> you see the way I spell fantasies? <laughs> so bad. That's awesome. He entered a chat room for people that are interested that were interested in cannibalism called quote unquote the cannibal cafe. <laughs> and simply posted this. Oh, I like it. Seeking well-built 18 to 30 years old faslada. Oh my god. Wow. Things are going from strange. To this. Things are going from strange to downright bizarre and unsettling. Right, Mark. More than one man responded to the message. No way. But most chickened out. One of the responding men was Borg Jose, or Bless Jose, you. or Jose. I think it's Jose. Whatever. His, it's Borg. His name's Borg. 
He was so excited and aroused, thinking another man, thinking about another man eating him. He made plans to go to Armin's house and did just that. Oh my God. Borg was laying on a table waiting to be cut apart when he got cold feet. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) It's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing, but Uh. like that's when you get cold feet, like right before you get sliced. He told Armin he was suddenly feeling very sick and asked if he could get off the table. Armin allowed him to not only get off the table, but he actually let him leave. After all, the killing, dismembering, and eating of a fellow human wouldn't be any fun unless it was voluntary. So he he wasn't in it. He he needed the participant to be willing, willing and wanting, and it had to be that way, or he wasn't going to do it. Finally, a 42-year-old man named Bernd Jurgen, sorry, Brands, saw Armin's post and was very intrigued. Bernd Jurgen was a successful, wealthy man from Berlin. He responded to the post but said he was only 35 so that he would appear more closer to Armin's age demographic that he was looking for. So he was that interested, he kind of lied a little bit. Mm. The two men started emailing each other back and forth. At first, the emails were sweet, talking about kissing and being lovey together. They quickly turned to sexual sadism talks about general torture. Clearly, these things aroused both men. At one point, Armin even sent a picture of his teeth to his prospective lover and promised he would use them to cut his tongue out. Oh. There were many talks of how the two men thought Burn, Burn should be eaten and what should be done with the rest of his body parts after he was dead. That just sounds not like a conversation I ever want to have in my life. Nope. Kind of gross. I don't know. What about you guys? Let us know. Facebook and Instagram, <laughs> Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod, or text and voicemail line 603 212 4600. I forgot to say that at the beginning. That's the perfect time to let me know. I that's so funny that, that, that this was the little break in the cute little story where he decided I, I, to put I that in. I was like, I had to shoehorn in that information. Let us know. That Is this something fantastic. on your agenda? Fantastic. I love it. Okay. Sorry. Byrne thought it would be a great idea for his head to be used as an ashtray. Wait, what? Yeah, as an ashtray. He went after he was dead. He wanted so Armin to use his head as an ashtray. Okay. So Byrne and Armin began an online sexual relationship, both men wanting and knowing that Armin would slowly kill Byrne and eat him so that the two men would be together forever. Here's a quote from Armin to Byrne before they met. After you're dead, I'll take you out and expertly carve you up. Except for a pair of knees and some fleshy trash, skin cartilage, tendons. There won't be much of you left. I'll dry up the knees and grind them up soon after. You won't be the last, hopefully. I've already considered catching a young person from the street. What? Huh. This was in writing, guys. Yeah. Sounds like he is almost trying to let him know how special the experience will be. And if he isn't the one that gets to experience it, some other lucky man will. This is crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. On March 9th, 2001, Byrne took the day off his wor- from work as an inge- engineer and went to Armin's house. It was said that he sold all his belongings before the meetup. Well, I have to say, he does sound like he's ready and willing. Yeah, I mean, I he's, mean he's in. Yeah. Turn me Shh. into a burned ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if Armin even smoked. I know, right? I mean, would, I, would you have to after that? I mean, yeah. Shortly after arriving at the manor, the two men enjoyed some sex with each other. Armin later said that Byrne was upset because it was 
in his understanding, he would be eaten alive. He wanted to be eaten alive. Oh. So I think, I don't know if he didn't want the sex or what. I don't know. He's like, I'm not in for that kind of eating. I came for the other kind. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yep, yep. Oh, this is why I have Mark, guys. That's right. Here's an important fact that all the creeps need to know. We can't leave this out. A charity likes gross cases. That and the entire experience between these two men was video recorded. Oh. All of it. No way. Keep that in mind when you hear the rest of the story. Oh, gross. Somewhere there's a video of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. So after the sex, Byrne took 20 sleeping pills and drank half a bottle of liquor. I assume this was done to make the process less painful. You know, more bearable. I don't think anything could do that. All right. All of the men that are listening, this is a very large trigger for you. Oh, no. After the drugs and alcohol kicked in, Armin asked if he could cut his lover's penis off. <gasps> Burned, a burn agreed, and slice, slice, the sick man, sick man went. Apparently, Byrne originally asked Armin to s- sever his penis with his teeth. He tried, but he just couldn't bite it off. Oh. Oh, my but God. But he was able to bite into each testicle, bursting them open. Ah. Yep. It gets better. No. Once, once he had cut off, the pe- cut off the penis, he gave it to its owner to eat raw. Byrne took a bite but couldn't eat it, as in his words, it was, quote, unquote, too chewy. I'll never eat sausage again. So Hot Armin, dogs are gone. Well, so Mark, so Armin did what anyone would do. He fried it in a frying pan with some seasoning, and both men were set to enjoy the, 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 the deliciousness together. That's a delectable dessert right The there. only problem was the penis was pretty much inedible because it shriveled up into a tough piece of meat. <laughs> much <laughs> too difficult to eat. <laughs> it was cut into small pieces and fed to the dog. Ew. And the dog probably turned it down. At least it didn't go to waste, I guess. True. And now Burned was with the dog forever, too. Ew. I didn't even think of that. As you can imagine, Burn was losing a ton of blood as the penis has major blood flow going through it. He was very weak and told Armin he would like to take a bath. He did just that with the help of his new friend. Luckily, Burn was probably pretty out of it. Remember, he had consumed a ton of alcohol and 20 sleeping pills. <sighs> I'm sure he was in and out of consciousness due to the blood loss as well. Yeah. He would ultimately spend three hours in the bath. Do you want to know what Armin was doing while his new friend lay penisless in his tub? I think I have to know. Well, I mean, of course he read his, he read Star Trek books for the entire three hours. Wait, what? Yeah, you know, to relax a little bit before finishing his work. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, you got to do something to relax yourself. This is unbelievable. It was the wee hours of the next day when Armin went to check on Burned, fully expecting that he would be dead. To his surprise, the man laying in the tub was still alive. Armin kissed him on the forehead and killed him by stabbing him in the neck. At least it didn't shrivel in the tub for that long. That's true. It's there anymore. His next step was to carry the deceased man to his quote-unquote slaughter room. 
That's right, guys. He had made a room dedicated to this very event, a room to cut up another human's body. This is gross. This room was in the upstairs of the manor. It had no windows, kind of like a dungeon, I would imagine. There's actually pictures online of the room. I'll have to check it out. Armin's very own slaughter room had a bar, be- a bar bed. There was a floral mattress on the bed, along with ropes and harnesses. Huh. Yeah. There was also a cage in the room if a person needed to be held. I'm guessing so they wouldn't escape. Which is weird because he wanted the person to be willing, so I don't know why he'd have a cage. Yeah, but maybe he was thinking for the future. Maybe. You know, future-proof it. Right. Just because this person was ready and willing doesn't mean everyone would be. (laughs) I can't even believe anybody was. And it definitely sounds like he had plans to do this again and again if he could. Oh, yeah. There was a large meat hook hanging from the ceiling. Can you see where this is going? Yep. Armin hung Burns' lifeless body on the meat hook. Then he proceeded to use not one, but two different saws to cut the body into pieces that could be eaten. After meticulously butchering the body like it was an animal, Armin placed the cuts of human meat into separate Ziploc bags. He then put them in his freezer in a secret area he had made under a top under the freezer that had normal frozen food. So like you'd open his freezer, it sounds like, and there was normal like, you know, pork and chicken and steak. This is crazy. And then underneath it was the human meat. He buried Burns' skull in the backyard. Now all he needed was to complete his ultimate fantasy and eat the pieces Wait, of- Wait, he buried the skull? I thought it was supposed to be an ashtray. Well, clearly he didn't smoke, Ugh. I would assume. I'm, I, I think- That's upsetting. That's that was upsetting his wishes. That was the wish. Wow. You tried to feed him an inedible, shriveled up- Penis. Wiener. Yeah. And- His own can even Yeah. Yeah. That's so gross. Yep. Yeah. Ew. Mm-hmm. At least make the ashtray. Yep. <laughs> I know. I'll give him that. Unbelievable. Yeah, but Some he needed are so rude. He needed to complete his fantasy by eating the meat. Rude. <laughs> Rudy Pooty. <laughs> Rudy Pooty. He took his first human meat meal very seriously. He used his fanciest dishes and opened a very expensive bottle of wine. <laughs> he even lit the table with candles. After all, this was a big deal, Mark. I, apparently it is. His first choice of meat for his first human meat meal came from the back. He cooked up the meat with potatoes and sprouts and ate every bit of it, later saying it tasted like pork but stronger. He also admitted he knew what he did was wrong and then had this to say to reporters. You ready? I guess I need to. The wishes, the fantasies you have, these could never be fulfilled. These things you dream about could only be a dream. To me, dream, it kind of so- dream. <laughs> it kind of sounds like, to me personally, it kind of sounds like he never really thought he would get the chance to actually fulfill the sick fantasies he had until right? it presented itself. So, this is nuts. It was almost like it presented itself. I have to in his mind. Like I didn't think anybody would respond, but now that they are. Yeah, I could have strong pork. <laughs> this is so gross. This is so gross. I know. I told. I warned everybody. I've had this one for a while. I was like leading up the cannibal cases, if you've noticed. Yeah. We had the soap maker, the human tea cake maker, the guy that was eating the girl's meat because the last one. (laughs) No, I. Oh. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I don't remember that case. Oh. 
It took Armin 10 months to eat the entire body. All in all, he ate 53 pounds of human flesh. An entire year? 10, ten months now. Yeah, close to it. Like, yeah. wow. He cut up 65 pounds of the man and even tried to make his bones into flour so he could use all. Mm-hmm. He buried Burns' teeth and any leftover organs in the yard along with the skull. Armin had this to say. With every bite, my memory of him grew stronger. Once the human meat was all gone, he knew he needed to feel the high, the closeness, the sexual pleasure again, all of it. So he went right back online into the dark web to look for another willing victim. In December of 20... Sorry, in December of 2002... <laughs> I was going say, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. A college student contacted the police when he saw Armin's advertisements online. There must have been talk in these chat rooms about these advertisements being serious. So I'm thinking people like got wind in the dark mm -hmm. web that he really actually did this somehow, some way. This is crazy. So the police went to his home and found body parts. And they also found that tape, you know, the tape oh, that showed the, the entire gruesome event. He was, of course, arrested and an, an investigation took place. I mean, the investigation had to be pretty easy considering there was a video of the whole thing. Right. Armin gave a full confession of what he Good had point. done. Good point. Like that went right over right? my head. <laughs> right? Armin gave a full confession of what he had done, but there was a small problem, Mark. What's that? You see, cannibalism is not illegal in Germany. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. So prosecutors instead had to charge him with murder for the purpose of sexual pleasure and disturbing the peace of the dead. Wow. Armin was diagnosed with schizoid personality. This is a personality disorder characterized by a lack of interest in social relationships, a tendency toward a solitary or sheltered lifestyle, secretiveness, emotional coldness, detachment, and apathy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. People with this disorder possess a rich and elaborate, exclusively internal fantasy world. Thanks, Miss Wiki. <laughs> I like Miss Wiki. She's nice. Despite having this personality disorder, Armin was said to be fit to stand trial. The prosecution did its best to show just how graphic in nature this killing was, whether the participant wanted it or not. The defense tried to show that since Burned was a willing participant and asked to be killed... Your Honor, look, he's eating his own penis. He says it's tough. Can you cook it? Yeah. Like, he's got a point there. Well, so because of that, they the defense thought the disturbing of the peace of the dead charge, charge should be lifted because the dead wanted his disturbing, wanted his body to be disturbed. And it stated it right in the video. They that heard is so crazy. They heard everything that he said. They also said that Armin was only guilty of, quote unquote, killing on command. The sentence for this would only be five years in jail. Oh, no way. Oh, my God. During his trial, Armin showed great regret and even said he was going to write a book about his life and why he believed he did this. He said he hoped the book would stop someone from doing what he did. I, I mean. I can't even. I don't know. 19 minutes of the four-hour video was played in the court for the jurors. Only 19 minutes of the four-hour video. Many of the jurors needed therapy after seeing the gruesomeness yeah. of it all. The video was locked up securely by police. It was deemed, quote unquote, too disturbing to show. Yeah, I thank you. There's been a few screenshots of it found across the web, but the video is nowhere to be found. 
It's not. <laughs> Thank God you've looked. I know you have. I didn't want to see, but I kind of want, I, I just wanted to see if it was out there. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to see, but I would see I mean, if I could Crime Creeps, tell me you wouldn't have looked. I would not have looked. Really? It's gross. It is gross, but I mean, this happened to an actual person. I like my penis too much to watch that video because it would give me bad thoughts. Yeah, I get that. As incriminating as the video was, it was also helpful to the defense, as Byrne was happy to participate in the acts and verbally said so. In 2004, Armin was convicted of manslaughter and was sentenced to eight years in jail. Just eight years in jail, guys. This is absolutely unbelievable. The case became a media frenzy due to the small amount of jail time he received for such a horrific act. For this reason, in 2005, he was retried after the prosecution appealed. Psychologists told the court that Armin was likely to reoffend because he still had fantasies about killing and eating young men. So obviously their court system works differently than ours. Yes, uh, clearly. In 2006, he was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison. <laughs> Unbelievable. Armin has since said that he is now a vegetarian. This is crazy. I'm I knew sorry. something was coming because his face got excited. I guess that's like an alcoholic not drinking alcohol. I'm now a vegetarian. I ate 65 pounds of oh human meat. Oh, my God. He has also said he is working on his book while behind bars. Here is a weird twist. Oh, boy. Armin is allowed to leave jail from time to time. He is given sunglasses and a hat and brought to another state in G Germany so that he can walk around in town. Two officers always accompany him. Armin is said to be friendly and polite. A prisoner that enjoys reading and helps other inmates. He even goes to church and holds an in-jail job. He did go before the parole board in 2017 but was denied. I wonder if he is receiving psychological help so that I would hope so. his desire to kill and eat people can be resolved. Or maybe it can, can't. I don't know. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. Let's end by taking a little, talking a little bit about burned brandis. Maybe find out a little bit about why he would want this yeah, to be done. Yeah, I, I need to know more. Like, why would he want this to be his demise? Burned, his mother, and, and doctor father were on vacation in 1963. His mother was killed in a car wreck. Well, on that very vacation, his father wouldn't accept it was an accident and told his then five-year-old son that his mother had killed herself. He was raised by nannies and then had a stepmother. He seemed like a normal child. He was very smart and got amazing grades in school. He even had a girlfriend in his adulthood named Ari Ariane B. That's all. Hmm. She kind of, there's no last name for her. She has said they had a very normal relationship and sex life. He told his friends he was bisexual, and when Ariane found out he was wanted to have sex with men, she ended their relationship. He grew to love going to the cannibal websites and had the same perverse thoughts as Armin. No one will truly know why Byrne wanted to die like this. He essentially killed himself just like he thought his mother did, I guess. That's what my take I got on it, right? Yeah. The freakiest thing about this case is the fact that from the outside in, no one knew either of these men were into anything like this. They seemed fairly normal. Makes you think about who you interact with on a daily basis. Honestly, you got to think because we hear it in every case like, oh, I never expected that from my neighbor. Right. Well, I didn't know he had eight girls locked in his basement. Like, you don't know. I just, and this was a really interesting case to me, right? Because this opens up a discussion. This opens up a wide discussion. Okay. These two men talked for quite some time. We're both willing participants. 100% willing, 
it's it's you could go through and read all the transcripts from from their um, emails back and forth to them. I mean, this man was a very, very, very willing participant. He wanted this. He wanted. So it was almost like an assisted suicide. Yeah. Which right? is also not allowed. Also not allowed. It's just a strange case because this. I have a problem Because with this that. man, Armin, I mean, yeah, he did have the cage. Uh, hopefully, if, you know, if you see a picture of him, he doesn't. He looks like a super normal guy. I'm going like to have to look him up after. You would never. And I I don't know. I think to his point when he, the quote he had that he never, ever thought that he would actually ever get the chance. It was all fantasy. Yeah. But this guy showed up at his door and the first guy that showed up, he chickened out and he let him go. He was like, all yeah, you, bro. Yeah, he wanted what? him That's to fine. be willing. That's fine. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? <sighs> I, a, I don't think it's right. Don't get I, me wrong. I think it's, it's all horrible. Weird. It's mm-hmm. all weird. Yeah. But he also didn't go out and hunt somebody to kill. No, someone came to his doorstep willingly. And, and that was wanted the, this? That was the defense's point. I I think- But at the same token, you also can't hire somebody no, to kill you if you're dying. I and I have a problem with that because who is the government to tell you, you know, if you're, if you're in the middle of dying, right. assisted suicide is illegal. Yeah. Who who are they to tell you that when you don't want to suffer? Right. It's horrible. I, I've watched family members. Oh, I have to shrivel yeah. away to nothing because in pain, horrible pain. It, it was just horrible. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm. I mean, this is a very. And weird that case. said, I don't think he should ever be let free. But maybe in like an intensive psychological. This is the same thing we always talk about. Yeah. Right. Find out why are you having these thoughts. He 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 feels bad about it. He feels bad that he ate somebody. Clearly, he's a vegetarian now. Right. You know what I mean? He's like, this is. He knew it wasn't right. It's odd. Like I'm not saying feel bad for the guy because all of it's sick. But it's just this was a crazy crazy case. It really was. Like I said I've been holding on to this bitch for a while. Thanks for digging this one out for us. You're to welcome, make me guys. All right, guys, that does it for us this week. Make sure you go on to Apple and leave us a five-star review with the word Dingleberry this week. Um, Also, like I said, give us a listen on uh, Amazon Podcasts. Yes. Review the podcast over there. Tell your friends. Let's grow this bad Larry here to the next level. This bad mamma jamma. Yes, let's, let's continue to onward and upward, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya.